0: hey everyone welcome back to the pilot's wife podcast this is amy mclaren this episode i want to tell you about a conversation i had recently which got me thinking about our families and how they would encourage us or otherwise if we were going through relationship difficulties. so the question is would your family encourage you to stay together or to split if they knew you were having issues so here's the question for those of us who don't have a picture-perfect relationship Who don't put our highlights reel on social media and pretend it's all rosy? Where can I get some down-to-earth inspiration without any religious barriers? Who can give me real-life encouragement, help me be a better spouse, and tell me how to get an even more enriching relationship without becoming a doormat? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Amy McLaren, and this is the Pilot's Wife podcast. tell you a little story. I have recently taken on uh, publishing a wedding magazine and I've I've been asking, I've been trying to get a business mentor to help me through the process for a while now and I finally was, was assigned a business mentor last week and so this week I, I met up with him and he's a really Friendly Indian chap. He he knows a whole lot about the the market that we're in, and so we had a really good chat. And I was talking to him about this marriage stuff that we do, and and he said he said you know marriage isn't just about the people getting married, but it's about two it's about joining two families, not just two people. And you know that's one thing that keeps couples together because the families kind of pressure you to work it out because they're all kind of like you know they're all in this together kind of thing. You know my me my immediate thought was. Yeah, or or they they break you up, because, you know, quite a common course of divorce is about disagreements arising about in-laws, and and in one culture, if someone's daughter, son, sister or brother is struggling in a relationship, their natural reaction is to protect them. They, They think their beloved family member is further from harm when they're away from that person that they're married to, and, you know, if... If that if, if their beloved family member is telling them about something they're issue you know that they're, they're having an issue with, then you then they're just telling you know their side of the story about how they're feeling about how they're struggling, and so and so often the family are going to try and encourage them you know you don't have to put up with that you you know that's not something you should have to deal with and they try and protect them. But in other cultures such as what my business mentor lives within, they know the reward that comes from working through issues. They know their precious loved one stands to benefit if they stick to it and get through it. So it just brought to mind you know, the difference in, in two different cultures and the fact that just because it, something is the way it is in a certain culture doesn't mean that that's the only way that it can be. And it is possible that other cultures do things differently and things work differently. So Josh listens to this, to a podcast done by an ex-Navy SEAL. And by all accounts, he's a really humble guy, but mentally really strong. And, you know, it's, it's quite important. It's for Josh, he's, um, he's got this goal of a really long 100-kilometre run. And, and by all accounts, it's quite a mental game. So Josh is learning a lot from from this guy. And anyway, here's a story of his own marriage, which Josh told me about, and which illustrates the one culture of, you know, family and friends trying to protect their own, kind of mostly. So, I did something a little bit sneaky, and um, I, and I didn't trust myself to remember the story correctly as Josh told it, and because he had listened to the story of this guy's marriage firsthand, and I hadn't, I didn't want to get it wrong. So I asked him to tell me, and I um, I recorded it. <laughs> And so I wanted to just play it back. It's really brief, but it's better that he tells it and he tells it kind of more accurately than me getting it wrong. And so I'm just going to play that. And sorry, Josh. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, you know, he has promised that he will be on a podcast sometime soon. And so think of it as a practice run. You can hear his voice for the first time. And then hopefully soon we'll have a podcast where we'll we'll both be talking on it. So... The story is, his wife had an addiction problem and everyone told him that he didn't have to put up with that stuff and he should separate from the her, but there was just one person that said, you can't do that, you made a promise to her, you've got to stick with her, and, and he listened to that person. And now they've been married for another like six years, and he's like, and she's now clean. And he said that he loves her and she's the most amazing person, and he's glad that she got clean of the addiction and that they've got a fantastic marriage. So that's the story. And the moral of the story is this my gut feel, and you know, my definite experience in the New Zealand culture is that primarily. Our friends and family will tell us, we don't have to put up with that. You know, and the key problems with you shouldn't have to put up with that are, one, that they're only hearing one side of the story, which is your side or our side or my side. And they're kind of biased, so you're not getting objective advice. And two, they're probably either undereducated when it comes to solving marriage problems because they've separated themselves, and they want others to join them, or they're not separated and so they don't know the worst suffering you're about to get into if you separate, versus the joy you could achieve by resolving your issues. So maybe not the best people to take advice from. And if we're the only voice in couples ears in this podcast saying that's just a problem to be solved, you should solve it together, stay married, but more happily as a result, then at least there's one. And I think deep down it's what we yearn to hear because we love them. We're married to them and we're committed to them for life. And you know, there's a love that's not it's not lost. It's just struggling amidst something that is causing pain. So I don't apologize for being so absolutely pro-staying together. Most people desire to stay together. They just don't know how to remove the pain associated with staying together. So instead they undertake the pain of separation and wait for it to ease over time, as opposed to the pain within their relationship which they think will never go away and it's totally understandable if you don't know the tools to use and we we don't learn them at school or even at university but you learn them from evidence-based research from successful couples and they've figured it out and then applied it and you know that's that's what you want to do if you want to be successful is you look at how other successful people do it and you model what they've done and the financial cost like the financial cost of divorce in the US is estimated at 100 billion per annum so in New Zealand, which, you know, the country is a hundredth of, this, a hundredth of the size, that'd be about a billion dollars. You know, it's an economic disaster. And the mental cost is a huge portion of that, you know, health issues. So the health care costs, you know, covering the delinquent children of broken marriages, the increased poverty of separated couples and the, you know, the, the, the mental cost that comes with that, the added tensions of blended, blended families and these lawsuits you know it's such a the health costs and the and the financial cost of divorce is huge and so if you're ever in a situation where you're discussing your relationship issues with your family and they're offering you their advice and it's you know you don't have to put up with that think think first whether you want to be getting their advice you know whether it's qualified advice and second whether you could find another method and whether you'd be willing to find another method of working through it you know solving your problem and coming out the other side healthier wealthier and more intimate you know, even if you're not you're not going through anything at the moment, it you know I just want to be that voice in the ear that even if there is something in the future that says there's there's not just one way out of it, which is which is divorce. And you know, in fact, in Josh and I's relationship, divorce is not an option. You know, quitting is not an option. We've got to find a way around it, and there is a way around it. You just haven't figured it out yet, and it's a matter of finding it, doing that that problem solving process and coming out the other side, moving past it and being healthier, wealthier and, and more intimate. I know these can be tricky times during lockdown, a lot of pressures, but be encouraged. Things things will get better and they do always get better. 86% of couples who have said at one time that they're very unhappy or unhappy, five years later say they're happy or very happy because they've stuck at it, they've stuck at the the relationship, and they've worked through the problem. It's so worth it, and it's so common, and it's so easy to obtain when you apply problem solving and just get through to the other side. So I hope I don't get into too much trouble with Josh for that. <laughs> I hope you have an awesome week. I'll catch you next week. Ka kite.